2020. Um, but he he was my donor. I mean, he was willing and ready from from day one. He was he was ready. Um, what put me behind it and I ended up doing dialysis was because I started my evaluation in North Carolina. But then I sold the bakery and then I, I moved to California. So when I moved here, I have to start all over again. Not all over again, they were supposed to send the records or every, and whatever they were going to do. But when I got enrolled into the transplant center in here, I feel like they literally did everything again because it took more than a year for them to, to finish. And that because of that, I have to do nine months uh, on preterm dialysis. But yeah, he was ready to donate. I actually, when I moved here, I met someone who actually registered to be my donor as well. I mean, I was, I was very lucky. That's all I can say. Very, very lucky. Do you mind me uh, asking your your blood type? Uh, a positive. Okay, so A positive. So A uh, would mean that you would have been able to accept an O as well. Um, was your was your brain Welcome to Hope with Jonathan. I'm Jonathan Trailer, a kidney transplant recipient. Based on my near-death experience with kidney failure, we now spotlight kidney patients' story, giving them a platform to express their personal journey with battling kidney disease, kidney failure, dialysis, waiting for kidney transplant, and much more. We share stories of hope right here on the Hope with Jonathan podcast. Hope with Jonathan podcast is a Hope Media production. Never let hope become a memory. Hope with Jonathan podcast is a Hope Media production. are you doing can you hear me can you hear me jonathan i can hear you okay you, i can't, can't hear, hear you <laughs> you can't hear me uh, uh go ahead and, and log out and then come back in try to come back in i can't hear you let me disconnect my uh, headphones real quick and connect okay i'm all so right. sorry no problem no problem at all Hey, hey guys, you got to love the internet. Sometimes uh, the internet is uh, not our friend. <laughs> and so, 
let me see if I'll, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take her off for now and see if we can bring her, uh, get her to bring back on. Uh, I think Wendy's having some, uh, internet issues. And so let me see the, let's see this is her right here. Let me see if I can get her right back in here. Hey, Wendy, can you hear me now? And now I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't, I can't hear you. <laughs> try coming, try coming back in. And uh, you, what you have to do is you, you have to engage your uh, your microphone. Try and uh, make it sure that you turn on the microphone. So, guys, again, I apologize. Um, sometimes these things happen with the internet. It's uh, it's not always on our side. Let's see. She's back again. Let me see if we can get her back on here. Hey, Thank Wendy. You. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to Hope with Jonathan. I, I really appreciate you doing the interview. Sorry for all the technical difficulties. Uh, it's all good. Thank you for inviting me for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Wendy, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and where you're from and, and a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, my name is Wendy Copeland. I am 41 years old and I am originally from Mexico. I um I came to the States permanently when I was 19 and at that point in my life I had no idea that I had chronic kidney disease. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was until um I was 23 years old and um I was pregnant with my son um Anthony and I got I can hear you. Okay. I got very sick. I was a kidney infection that sent me to the hospital. So I was very sick there for like a week. And um, that's what I find out that I have kidney disease. Oh, at that point, I had chronic kidney disease stage two. Uh huh. So my disease kind of like progressed throughout the years, like very slowly. It wasn't until 2020. Um, I was running my own business and I, I had a lot of stress without counting the full blown pandemic we got thrown into. Um, I feel like it was the stress that kind of caused my kidneys to fail. But I went to kidney failure in 2020 and um, I started dialysis at the, in December 2020. And thankfully I got my transplant last year on August 2020. <laughs> and nothing, I'm here, here today. Very happy, very thankful um, to my brother, especially he was my kidney donor. So thanks to him. So you you got your transplant the same time that I did. I was transplanted in August of 2020 as well. No, 20 <laughs> mine was 2021. Oh, 2021. Yes. Okay. Okay, so 2021. So we're like a year apart from uh yeah. transplants. I had mine in 2020. Okay. So, yeah. So so I read a little bit about your story. So at first you went in uh with a kidney infection uh and then that progressed to you found out that you had uh fsgs is that correct yes so after the after i left the hospital they sent me to a nephrologist and they, that's when they told me that or oh, they kind of diagnosed me with that because i didn't have any other reasons to have kidney infection if that uh, to have a uh, kidney disease if that makes sense uh-huh they never told me like what causes it or anything or when did it start or anything like that so we really i really don't know if it was from birth or i, I don't know no 
Was that the only time you'd ever had any problems with your kidneys um, ever? Yes. So I was pregnant. I thought the pain that I was having was related to my pregnancy. But then until I started having like really high fever, that's when I went to the hospital and and they just, I guess, did a bunch of tests and find out that yeah. I had disease. Yeah. And then... So how shocked were you to find out that you had FSGS? Not at all. <laughs> you huh. know, when you're young, it doesn't really, I don't know, like you don't really realize the, the severity of, of what's happening. I was young. I had a new baby. I was feeling good. I mean, I feel like that's one of the bad things about chronic kidney disease, that you feel good, especially in the early stages, that... It's easy to not follow a good diet or just not really care so much about it. Um, yeah. Dying combination that the internet wasn't a, a thing, you know, that you, you have a question and you can look at it right, right away. It wasn't, I didn't yeah. have that. I mean, I, it wasn't as common as it's now. Right. Yeah, it's a, we live in a day and hour where you can look up almost anything online. Yes, and that's not a good thing either because... <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Sometimes you can exactly. get diagnosed with all kind of things that happened to me before. So. <laughs> oh, I know. I Yeah, I uh, there's a certain one that I won't name on here, but uh, I try to stay away from it because according to that website, I should not be alive right now <laughs> because <Yes>. everything <laughs> it would tell me it's basically you should you have it all yeah you should be dead but yes. you know <laughs> but you know i try my best to stay away from that one i won't tell you what it is but i think everybody probably knows i what, think i know what you're which, talking about. <laughs> which one but uh, um midline or something like that uh, Web, oh. webmd we'll say it. Web webmd that's right yeah, WebMD. yeah. Uh, no offense but every time i looked that one up it, it had yes. me dead dead so. for sure uh but but you know um so you were pregnant with your with your son how old is your son now he's 15. he's 15 yes. and no no signs of uh, kidney disease or anything with him no no that i know actually actually has some labs done and he's fine his kidney function is fine so that was like a couple of years ago <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a pretty rough one he's he's referring to uh webmd yeah. <laughs> he was it could be tough on you well that's that's good to hear that is really good to hear that you know so far your son's already 15 and, and no signs of kidney disease so. so no one in my family really has it like no one has problems with kidneys so that mm -hmm. was i was the lucky one why i don't know but so you went through the different stages of uh kidney disease uh at what stage did they say you were already at once you found out that you you had been diagnosed with kidney disease I was in stage two when I had a kidney infection. Stage two already, and then, mm -hmm. and yeah. then, uh, so then it progressed. How how quickly did it progress? Uh, it into was. The... Oh, go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, it was actually pretty slow. Like I said, I was diagnosed in 2005. That's when my son was um, when I was pregnant. It was 2005. So to 2020, that's 15 years. Mm -hmm. And um. My disease uh, progressed quite slow. I was, my creatine was like 1.9, 2, 2.1, 2.3. It kind of bounced between those numbers for years, for years. So in 2017, I purchased a bakery. 
So I was in charge of everything. I mean, I was only in a business, so it's, it's a lot of stress. And the bakery, um, fortunately or unfortunately, was growing. And my stress just, in 2020, my stress just went to the roof. And my kidneys started to decline, like, very rapidly. So I yeah. went from 2.3 creatine to 3 to 6 to 9. And that's oh, wow. What, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was very quick. So you're relate you're relating that with uh, not only the kidney disease progressive uh, progressing, but also with the stress. It know, was help progressing yeah, I mean, the uh, kidney disease. I definitely think it was it was a stress. Yeah. And so eventually, you know, you ended up uh, on dialysis. Um, what what modality choice did you end up going with? Did you do peritoneal or, or hemodialysis? I did peritoneal dialysis. Yeah, I I should have known that because uh, Wendy has a YouTube channel. <laughs> them. I do. <laughs> and, yeah, and Wendy uh, Wendy is doing uh, some cool stuff over there on her uh, YouTube channel. If you guys haven't already checked it out, uh, she's at uh, Wendy Copeland over here on YouTube, uh, and she does like you're doing like vlog style videos where you're talking about your story and and stuff like that. And I think I watched the video already about uh you being on peritoneal dialysis um but uh if you if you haven't already checked her out over on youtube please do so at wendy copeland and uh hit that subscribe button to her and help her help support her <laughs> yes but, uh, do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um so peritoneal so how how was your experience with doing home dialysis did you really enjoy uh i mean no one enjoys doing dialysis but uh, was it was it a, a, a beneficial to your schedule and, and all of that? You you were able to you know do 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 life as normal as possible doing peritoneal dialysis at home. Yes, um, it it was pretty good. It was uh, considering that it's dialysis. Um, I yeah. was before I ever heard not heard, but when I thought about doing dialysis. I always thought that it was going to be something very traumatizing for me. Right. So for years until I got told that I needed to start dialysis, um, I didn't know about peritoneal dialysis for some reason. I thought I was very informed. But <laughs> so I'm very glad that I went with that option. My I felt better right away um, because when I was in kidney failure a couple months before I started dialysis, um, I was doing things for two hours and I have to rest. I, I was very tired all the time, very, very tired. And as soon as I started dialysis, I started feeling really good. So that helped me a lot. I mean, and the fact that I did it at night, um, that was that was amazing. That was that was great for me. Um, at, by the three months after, I was feeling really good. I mean, I was feeling good, and um, so much that I went back to work. I was I was going to work, come back, you know, connect wake up, go to work. And I just, that really worked for me really good. Did you stay with the bakery or did that ultimately uh, go away or, or did you do another uh, job? No, I sold the bakery. I put the bakery for sale <laughs> um, like in May. Bakery sold in June. So it was, I was very lucky that the bakery sold right away because I needed that, that off my hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, like you mentioned, you know, stress plays a major part uh, and, you know, and, and then 
to be a kidney patient and, you know, dealing with that alone is stressful and then running a business is stressful. So those two, so it was probably uh, better for you to sell the bakery and focus on your health. <laughs> yes, it was very demanding. I mean, it was physically, mentally, emotionally, it was, it was a lot. Um, the bakery was growing, so it was, it was a lot of demand and especially yeah. for me. So. It sound it's it's kind of making me think of uh, going to a bakery and, and getting a cupcake or a piece of pie or something. <laughs> Just <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, how how was life? Uh, did you did you consult with like a, a renal dietitian and and follow a, a really strict renal diet and all that stuff as well? Uh, yes, I mean based on um, the doctors. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they refer you to a dietitian. I was, you know, um, watching my sodium, my phosphorus. My phosphorus was really high during um, kidney failure and also during dialysis. So that's something that um, I have to watch pretty close. Sodium, phosphorus, protein, everything, really. Uh, I did yeah. my best. It's, it's really hard to really cut everything without starving. <laughs> but... Right. Um, I did my best. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, that your you said your your one of your family members uh, became your donor. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind sharing? That's part of your story. No, of course. Uh, that was my brother. My brother. Uh, he lives in North Carolina. That's where I was living before when I had the bakery and everything. I moved here when I was in twenty twenty. Um, but he he was my donor. I mean, he was willing and ready from. From day one, he was he was ready. Um, what put me behind it, and I ended up doing dialysis was because I started my evaluation in North Carolina. But then I sold the bakery, and then I, I moved to California. So when I moved here, I have to start all over again. Not all over again. They were supposed to send the records or every and whatever they were going to do, but when I got enrolled into the transplant center in here, I feel like they literally did everything again because it took more than a year for them to to finish and that because of that i have to do nine months uh, on peritoneal dialysis but yeah he was ready to donate I actually when i moved here i met someone who actually registered to be my donor as well i mean i was i was very lucky that's all i can say very very lucky do you mind me uh, asking your your blood type uh a positive Okay, so A positive. So A uh, would mean that you would have been able to accept an O as well. Um, was your was your brother a direct match? He was uh, A positive or A uh, blood type as well. Yes, he was A positive as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, for for the ones that you know are watching, because a lot of people have the question and they find it really hard to even ask uh, someone for a kidney, much less nowadays, like to ask someone for a dollar. It's tough, but you know what I'm saying? But like, uh, it's, it's really heavy for some people to think about even asking a family member, a friend, um, how was it presented? Did you bring it up in question or, and what, how did the conversation start? So for years, my family knew that I was diagnosed with chronic kidney disease. They knew that eventually at some point, I was gonna go into dialysis or need a kidney transplant. So that's something that we always talk about in 
literally all my brothers and sisters, they were all ready to, oh, I'll give you a kidney, oh, I'll give you a kidney. So that's something that I never have to think about too much until it happened, you know? When it happened, it's like, like I don't want to go. And, and when, when it really happens is when you actually think about it. It's like, do I really want to take a kidney from my brother? You just feel, I don't know, you just feel like it's not fair, you know? Right. And, um, but no, he was like, no, I'm giving, I'm giving you a kidney and, and that's it. And, um, he knows, I mean, my brothers and sister knows that if the tables were turned, I had no problem. I will do the same, exact same thing. So it yeah, was just kind of like a given that they will, they will do that for me. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. Um, you know, my, that, I mean, shout out to your brother. Uh, you know, he's, he's a hero uh, he is. for doing he's that. Definitely. He, what he did for me is, is, is amazing. I don't think he can understand. He understands what he did for me. Yeah. But he was always very casual. Are we going to do this? Are we going to like, are we ready? Like, yeah. my life changed because of him. And just the subject that you brought about being hard for people to ask, it is really hard. I will never ask a stranger or anyone. Like, I, I feel like I don't have the right, you know, but yeah. If I can give you an advice or something is that just um talk about just talk about it. You know, this is something that happened to me. I get my eyelashes extension. I get eyelashes extensions. Um so when I moved here to California, I went to find a place and I went to get my um my eyelashes done with this girl and you know, we I just lay down and getting my eyelashes on. We started talking about stuff. She told me about her dogs, just nothing important. Uh, eventually I continued going to her and just kind of like conversation started to build up something more personal. She shares some things with me. I share some things. I mean, we were not friends, nothing, just kind of like making conversation during the time she was doing my eyelashes. And at some point, she knew I was getting my um, surgery to get a catheter in for dialysis. And she's like, how are you doing and stuff? I'm telling her, you know, I'm about to get uh, my, my surgery. And she's like, are you nervous? Well, yeah, I'm nervous and stuff. And just I told her about it. And she's like, so you need a kidney transplant, right? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like I do. And she's like, how about I give you one? Like, wow. out of nowhere. And I had my eyes closed, and this was like a very natural reaction. Like, I just started crying. Like, yeah. I couldn't even believe, because she says so, so, um, like, real. She was, she was, um, she was being honest, like, I, I felt it. Yeah. And she said, she actually said that she tried to donate a kidney to somebody else before. Uh -huh. uh, but they ended up finding another donor or a family member or something like that. So, yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that there's people out there willing to donate a kidney. So I don't know. I'm not saying ask for people, ask to people, but you know, you never know if somebody's actually looking to do that for someone. So yeah, abs absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I tell people, you know, never, never be ashamed to tell your story. Um, you never know who you're going to come across. You never know who. Uh, is going to overhear you tell your story and you just never know who's going to have that feeling in their heart. Right. I, f I feel like that voice comes from God, but you know, that's, that's what I believe uh, that God speaks to people's hearts and, and tells them, you know, Hey, you know, 
and and it and it's kind of an overwhelming feeling um when that happens to yes. want to step forward and 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 help someone in in that manner and uh, you know you you really got a, a beautiful story though you you, you have one lady want to step up for you and but your brother was ultimately your your donor yeah and she actually registered to be my donor so yeah, it she registered it wasn't just a, like I give you a kidney she she actually registered because when my brother went to the to doctor to get uh, labs done they say that he had uh, he had a calcium crystals in his urine. Oh, that could be an indication of something. So at that point, I wasn't, you know, like I wasn't sure. Like it wouldn't hurt to have a backup, you know. I didn't want to say no, 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 don't worry about it. Like I needed a kidney. <laughs> so right, right. But yeah, Ex exactly. So we talked about. Um, you know the the name of the show was uh, life after transplant and um it, you know it sounds like you're you're doing well with it but how, how's life been since uh since your kidney transplant in general pretty good i mean there's always bumps and things but i can say i mean it has been amazing when i think about dialysis and i say i felt pretty good i mean now i know what it's how bad I was feeling on dialysis compared to now that I have a kidney. Like it's a whole nother world. But um, I'm still dealing with a couple of things, uh, but overall, I feel like after six months, after I hit the six month mark, I'm more like normal. Like I just feel, feel fine. My meds are in range. Um, my labs are in range. Um, I feel, I feel good. I mean, I feel yeah. Good. Yeah. Are you, are you on, uh, what immune suppressants are you on? Uh, the, are they on the ta uh, Tacro and Celsept and, uh, did they put you on steroids as well? I am taking, um, Embarsus. I'm taking oh, milligrams of Embarsus. Um, uh, that I feel like that's giving, that's causing me, um, causing hair loss. I'm, I'm losing a lot of hair. Um, I'm, I don't complain a lot about that because I have a lot of hair, <laughs> so I can use a little bit of hair to just come off, but I don't know when it's going to stop. But so far, I am taking Embarso 6 milligrams. I'm taking 50 milligrams um, of Imorin, and that was a switch from Celset. Okay. Was, yeah, Celset was causing me tons of uh, stomach issues. Okay. In... Um, Stomach issues and bloating. I was I was very bloated. Uh, when I ch changed to Imuran, I felt much better. Except mm -hmm. the bloating still kind of kind of there, but um, it was a better switch, um, a better option for me. Yeah, and, I've heard a lot of pr people talk about Celsep and making them have some stomach issues and mm -hmm. and bloating and things like that. So you're not the only one that I've heard that from. Also. Uh, just to let you know, I'm on Tacro, and I've noticed that uh, some of my hair is, is going away as well. So <laughs> I so don't I'm, know. I mean, like how much hair? Because mine, mine is a lot. Like if I shower and I dry my hair and then I brush it, it's, it's you, like a good amount of hair. Yeah, you have a lot more hair than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I could just tell that it, it's it's in the front and it's, it's sort of receding, receding a little bit yeah. and. And pushing back a little bit. I, I'm I'm 44, so 
you know, it happens too. At, at, well, at I'm right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> it happens at my age, you know, for men, sometimes they'll, they'll go bald, regardless if you're transplant recipient but it's a seems like it's a common trend with transplant yeah. patients that once they go on the uh immune suppressing medication that they experience hair loss um i did reach out to my team though and they they told me i could take biotin so i have been taking uh biotin uh with my daily meds but um it i don't it doesn't seem to help a lot but it does <laughs> help a little bit so. so they they told me to use Rogaine. <laughs> I, I did not try that. So I don't Rogaine. Know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I bought a bottle of Biotin, and I took it for a while, but I, I really didn't saw any difference. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm not taking anything right now in the moment. So. No. Well, you, your hair looks your hair looks uh, like it's still pretty full, and it's, it uh, looks it looks really nice. So oh, you got... you. Well, I know it's falling because every time I went before to get my hair done, uh, color or whatever, uh -huh. they always charge me extra because I have a lot of hair, and they always <laughs> say like I don't know, oh you had tons of hair like they always say. And this last time I went to get it done, they didn't say anything. Yeah, so that's how I know, like it's, it's way less. It has to right. be way less. So, Wendy, when you got the transplant and, um, you know, I know while on dialysis, you know, you probably experienced like chronic fatigue and, and, and tiredness and things like that. Have you noticed uh, that you've gotten more strength since you've had the, the kidney transplant? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, I have got much strong. I mean, my energy levels are triple from when I was in dialysis and when I was in kidney failure is, is day and night, definitely day and night. Yeah. What type, what types of things can you do now that you didn't do while you were on dialysis? One was exercise. I could yeah. not exercise. I tried to exercise. I mean, I always walk, I walk a lot, but uh, when I tried to do like yoga or weights or something, I always felt very lethargic. Like, like my muscles, like some, some weakness to my muscles. I felt that all the time. Yeah. And I could never work out more than, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And right now I can do an hour if I want to. So yeah. it's, it's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I noticed too. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was getting in pretty good shape when I was on dialysis. I started doing home hemo and oh. I, I, I felt pretty good with that, but um, but I can, I'll be honest with you compared to, uh, a transplant, it's, it's much different. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like you, I can now go as long as I want, you know, for the most part. Um, so I don't, I don't feel that, um, chronic fatigue like I did whenever I was on dialysis. So. Yeah, definitely. It is day and night. It's much better. I mean, it's yeah. much better. So, so Wendy, if you if you had some words of um, hope or words of wisdom for patients out there that are that are on dialysis currently, uh, or maybe they've just been diagnosed with kidney disease, uh, what what type of words of wisdom or what what type of words of hope would would you give them? Well, um, first off, I feel like probably one of the most important things you can do is to have a positive outlook uh, towards your situation. 
because I feel like that's half of the battle. It's very easy to to go into, you know, feeling angry and feeling fear, and that can drive you to just be negative towards um, your situation. Really, um, just think about the future. Think about what can be, what what you can do to fix the things that are fixable, things that you can improve, and just try not to focus on the things that we can no longer change. You know, um, feel like that has worked for me a lot. Like you mentioned earlier, I have done my Google searches, you know, where you get to a very negative mind and you just feel like you're going to die, that's it. <laughs> you know, in in the worst possible way. But that's that's really doesn't doesn't take you anywhere. It it probably didn't don't even apply to you at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of people that get their transplant and, and they out there living life again, living living a normal life. Um, just focus on on the goal and, and stay positive. Even if you're not a natural positive person, you just make a conscious decision to be to be positive. I'm not a positive person, I'm a natural positive person. You know, I see a positive person and I just want to punch them in the face. <laughs> but you have to like try. You have to be conscious about about smelling the flowers. You know, just just be positive about about yeah. life. Yeah, uh, kidney, uh, kidney disease changed me a lot. Um, you know, before I, I, I could, I could, I wasn't one to smell the flowers, and I was, right. I wasn't very optimistic as well, and I uh, wasn't very a positive person. And uh, but kidney disease changed all that for me, and it, it made me want to smell the flowers and enjoy the little things in life. Because I crashed into dialysis, and you know, and I nearly died from kidney failure. So. Uh, when I came to and realized uh, that I was, you know, possibly going to survive this, I started looking at a lot of the, the small things in life that we take for granted. Yeah. And um, I started appreciating those things a lot more. And uh, I'll be honest with you, if it hadn't been for kidney disease, I may not ever have looked at life in this way. So. Yep, it, it works in a weird way, but sometimes it works on our on our favor, you know, same thing happened to me. And um, and I think at a time that things switched for me, like I say, I'm not a natural post, I was not a natural, I'm not a natural post person. I don't think you stopped being, but um, it was right before dialysis, I believe, and I was doing my Google search. And, um, and you know, one thing led me to the other and I was searching about dialysis and I came to the worst case scenarios. I was like in a bubble of something horrible that was awaiting for me. And I don't know, something happened at that moment that I just, I guess I was terrified, I don't know. But I just threw my phone on the bed and I was like, you know what, I'm done. If this is gonna happen to me, that means these are the good days. Like this is, I'm going to live like in the today. Yeah. If something horrible is gonna happen to me, oh well just be it, you know, enjoy. And I feel like that switched something in me. And from that point, I feel like I never went back in search. Like I, I stayed away for a very long time. I was like, whatever, I don't care. Like, I don't care, you know, and just started trying to be conscious about looking at the positive and looking at ways to be happy and ways to enjoy the time that I have.
Absolutely. So, Wendy, you have a YouTube channel and uh, you do uh, a lot of different vlogging and, and different videos that you do over there. What, what is your mission or what, what are you trying to achieve by uh, having the YouTube channel? Help people that are behind in this journey. You know, um, I feel like it's one thing when you hear things from the doctor, you know, you're going to have this operation and you're going to have this and this is going to happen to you. But it's very different when you hear from someone who is actually living the experience. Um, when I was about to start dialysis, I looked on YouTube for, I was looking for that. I wanted to have that reassurance that to see someone else doing it. And although there is not a lot, there is a couple, a few people uh, posting videos about that. And that was very useful to me. That was, that was really good for me to, to see that. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I want to give to others. You know, if my experience can be of help of the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, like somebody can look towards something. Okay. She went through that and she's fine. That can happen to me too, because that's the feeling I got when I saw somebody else's, uh, somebody else's videos, you know, and I wish I, I find your stuff, um, at that point in my life, <laughs> because yeah. you had this good collection of stories, people, you know, overcoming all these things. And mm -hmm. I feel like that, that will have been very nice for me to, to see and to hear that at that point in my life. I mean, it still is, but, um, I just yeah. think that it has a lot of value to people, to the right people, to people who wants to, yeah. yeah 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 I, when i first got diagnosed uh i immediately you know started hitting google and uh looking for this information and i came across uh, a guy by the name of james fabin who is uh, dad vice tv i don't know if you, mm -hmm. yes. you know he's okay so he has a lot of videos yes and then uh by by connection to him i i, I got a hold of like uh uh, the urban health, uh, outreach, uh, media, you know, urban, urban, um, media outreach. And, uh, I got a hold of Steve Belcher and, uh, some other guys and some other, some other people that were influential in the, uh, in, in the community. And, uh, thank God that I came across them because early on, man, I, I mean, I had no information at all on kidney yeah. disease, never, never even thought about looking up anything on kidney disease or dialysis or transplant uh and it's like i was like you know where where do i go like what do i do and so when i came across those channels i mean they were so beneficial and and helpful to me that you know i i thought maybe maybe i could do that Yes. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. i could do that and so that's where i started you know and i decided to do it as well and uh do podcasting and and things like that and videos on on kidney disease and um you know it's been a it's been awesome i've really enjoyed it and uh watching watching your videos i can tell you put a lot of time and an effort into those videos you know you. i love that. i discovered <laughs> that i really like to do that right now i'm working 46 hours a week so I'm kind of like behind on my videos, but I find something that I find that I really enjoy doing that. And I mean, I, I just started, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing anything like crazy, but I really enjoy it. I love it. And just thinking that this can help somebody else. It just, it really drives me. It motivates me a lot. 
Absolutely. And, you know, because um, you never know who's going to come across one of your videos and be inspired or, or uh, you know, give someone hope um, and say, you know what, uh, I'm going through a lot with kidney disease. But if Wendy can make it or or Jonathan can make yep. it, then, you know what, I can make it, too. And, um, you know, these guys are, are doing well with uh, kidney transplant, but they've already been through it. They've already been through dialysis and they've already been through all the uh you know the really terrible stuff and um you know we really are blessed uh wendy is as our kidney transplant recipients because as you know there are so many out there that are in need of a, of a kidney donor um you know i think i read a statistic yesterday it was like uh, ninety-seven thousand uh are waiting on a, on a kidney something and, like that yep it yeah. is, it's terrible and you know i was born in mexico and I feel very lucky that I got the opportunity to come to live in the States because thinking about all the things that I have to go through medically, um, I would be dead if I like, there's no questions. Um, mm -hmm. if I was, if I stayed in Mexico, unfortunately, and that's the reality for a lot of people there, which breaks my heart. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't make it, I would not make Do it. Do you know what the uh, state of kidney uh, disease is over there? Do they have, I mean, what it, what does dialysis look like over there? Is it, I mean, do you know or? You People do dialysis, of... but it comes down to, do you have money to pay it? You do it. There's people that are far away from that and they don't. Wow. So it's, it's just comes to that. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's really heartbreaking to it hear is. that. It, it's really terrible. And it's really it's really sad we 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 we've gotta we've gotta do better collectively uh as not just the united states but the whole world Definitely. uh for for kidney disease yeah but do you hear about the uh well i'm sure every i feel like everyone heard about that the pig um the pig transplant yeah 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 the yeah, pig so transplant that could be a thing for, for people you know that, that i mean yeah. that will be that will end with a lot of things. It will end with human trafficking and a lot, I mean, a lot of things, just the need of kidneys. And yep. And there's also a, uh, a mechanical kidney as well. Bio kidney, they call it, uh, that oh, really? uh, is, uh, in the works as well, but we'll see, you know, it's been this type of stuff. They've been, you know, really trying to get it on, uh, on the forefront and be, uh, on the mainstream for a while, but it is, um, but you know, it, it was exciting to definitely see the uh, the pig kidney and and uh, all that take place. It, it really is exciting to see. Uh, I don't know how many more years we have of testing and all that type of stuff to see exactly what will happen with it. But uh, hopefully, it's a step in the right direction. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, listen, Wendy. I really appreciate you doing the podcast, and uh, thanks again for sharing you so your, uh, your story. <laughs> and uh it's been an honor to have you uh you want to send a, a special shout out to anyone uh that may be watching or someone that you may want to send a, a hello to yes uh to my brother he was like i say my kidney donor i own you my life i love you i will do anything for you you know that and i just love you just love your pieces and thank you um for what you've done for me it's a lot <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, shout out to uh, Wendy's brother uh, for being a donor hero. That's that's an amazing. That's Julio Montes. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Julio. 
Julio. Julio Cesar Montes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. my hero. Yeah. All right. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. Thanks again for everyone for uh, tuning in to Hope with Jonathan's podcast here. And uh, we really appreciate Wendy for sharing her uh, kidney transplant story, her whole kidney disease story with us tonight. And uh, we really appreciate all of your support. Uh, guys, again, uh, please, if you are out there and you come across this video and you're considering, uh, please uh, step up and be a living donor. Uh, you can definitely live life uh, with one kidney. Uh, me and Wendy are doing it right now as transplant recipients. And so, uh, and uh, her brother, uh, Julio, he's, uh, he's living with one kidney as well. And you, you can live life with one kidney. And uh, how, how's Julio doing? He doing well? He's doing pretty good. He was uh, hiking a mountain like four weeks after he went back. Um, so he, he's doing really good. That's amazing. That really is amazing. And so, like I said, guys, you can do that at uh, DonateLife.net. Um, and then, again, uh, if you want to be a donor, definitely uh, go over there and check it out. You can do that right from your phone as well. Uh, it's a really easy process. doesn't take very long. And uh, definitely uh, a lot of people would definitely appreciate your gift of love. Uh, thanks again for everyone that tuned in. Uh, we get, had a lot of people uh, tuning into the show. Thanks again, Charles, uh, for watching the show. Appreciate your support for Hope Thank with you Jonathan. Guys. And uh, Shane Blanchard from Midwest Kidney Warriors. Always a pleasure. Uh, and uh, a whole lot more was uh, chiming in. And uh, I had a lot of different comments. And uh, we really just appreciate anybody that always just shows any support for, for the show. It was amazing. Again, guys, definitely go over and check out Wendy's YouTube channel. You won't be sorry. Uh, we... Uh, We'll go ahead and throw it up there again. It's uh, at Wendy Copeland. And uh, subscribe to her channel. Show your support to her. Help her out, guys. Uh, she's doing some really good things in the kidney community by trying to inspire and encourage others with uh, her story. And, guys, again, we really appreciate you all for uh, tuning in. And we're going to go ahead and sign off, guys. God all bless right, you, you, guys. Grandma. Stay safe out there. Take care of your kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan is created as an informational, educational, and entertainment show. Hope with Jonathan hosts, guests, partners, provide information on the basis of research and personal experiences, and is not to be taken as or implied as diagnosis of any disease or treatment. Hope with Jonathan, its host and guests and partners, recommend and encourage you to speak to your medical team before implementing any treatment or diagnosis found on this show or any product, service associated to Hope with Jonathan. 
Hey guys, have you been over to hopewithjonathan.com? You can actually listen to the audio podcast, watch live streaming interviews, purchase merch to help support Hope with Jonathan podcast, read blogs, and much, much more. For more information on this, go check out hopewithjonathan.com where we share stories of hope. Hey guys, have you checked out Kidney Conversations, a new series brought to you by host Hope with Jonathan and KWM's Kidney Warrior merch, Kyle Hawkers from Toronto, Canada. Yes, it's a brand new series brought to you by us for you as the kidney patient. We're trying to inform, educate, and inspire by sharing and spreading awareness for kidney disease, dialysis, kidney failure, transplant, organ donation, and so much more. This is a brand new series, guys, brought to you by Hope with Jonathan and Kidney Warrior Merch. What we're going to do is post weekly on our pages across social media. Right now, it's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then on Friday, we'll be releasing an informative video over on Hope with Jonathan. Check it out, guys. Kidneyconversations.info.